and that's how I started off. Welcome to the recordings of a fangirl. Hashtag sarcasm on this Friday. The 18th of February, 2022. Sorry, y'all. I'm chewing pineapple. Trying to actually eat the pineapple. Pineapple is one of my favorite fruits, by the way. Besides strawberries and watermelon. Those are like my top three. I don't really, I mean, I don't mind eating raspberries. They're okay. Blueberries, okay. I don't like blackberries for some reason. I can't eat oranges. It does a number on my stomach. I can have mandarin oranges or like clementines, but like, I cannot eat oranges for the life of me. Bananas are alright. I like bananas. But not when they're green. I don't know why people eat green bananas. Please someone tell me why. <laughs> why would you eat a green banana? Or a black banana? Oh my god, even worse. No, okay. Anyhow, let me see what other fruit do I like. Oh, cantaloupe's good. I'm just trying to think. There's like so much freaking around different kind of fruit. But anyway. So, hope everybody had a great Valentine's Day. All you NFL players out there that have secret lovers. Mm-hmm. And then those that are cheating on their wives with secret lovers. Oh, mm-hmm. Uh, well, hope you had a magnificent day. And I hope you didn't give your wife an STD. And on that note, mm-hmm. how do I spend my Valentine's Day? I had cheerleading practice. It was also my sister-in-law's birthday. I mean, my nephew's birthday was the 13th again, so we celebrated again on the 14th. Um, so I had a great Valentine's Day. Because I don't buy into that stupid Valentine's Day shit. I think Valentine's Day is one of the worst days of the year. Because it just gives you all this wrong perception about love and romance. And and it's, it's a store... To me, it's a store holiday. It's a holiday that stores like to make money off you because you guys are so weak. Um, there's, um, you know, one you, you can't, like I told one of the NFL players, he had like, I'm not going to tell you who, but this NFL player had like this story in his Instagram and was like, oh, you know, you can buy men flowers and men stuff too. It's not just the all, all in on women day. And I told him, and I'll say this again, it's not... It's a day that you can just mention to the, to the other person that you love them. But if you really are in love with someone or you really care about someone, you do it 365 days, not just one day. Uh, it's a it's a stupid asinine day. But like I said in my video, if you watched on Instagram, just love your fucking self. As long as you love yourself, you're good. You're good. Um, all this kind of stuff about people needing somebody and desperate for love. Um, I don't understand. And that's what I want to get into. I don't understand why the men who are Jets fans are so obsessed with Zach Wilson being single. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? I've seen, I don't know how many tweets. You guys are like, it's one guy like tweeted like all the cults are trying to get rid of Wentz. These people are trying to get this and that. But then the Jets... We have Zach Wilson. He's single again. Who the fuck cares? God almighty. Can you leave him alone? First of all, Zach does not need to be with a supermodel. 
okay? He doesn't have to be an asshole like Joe Namath was and still is, okay? He doesn't have to be an asshole. Why do we want our players on our team to act like assholes? Because I'm going to tell you this. I think athletes that purposely date supermodels because they're afraid They're afraid. They're insecure. That's why they're dating them, number one. But they're insecure about getting ridiculed for dating a regular down-to-earth girl-to-next-door type. See, the strong man, like Patrick Mahomes, who dates, who's, well, engaged to Brittany, forget her last name, um, he is, like, in love with her. He doesn't give a shit what you all think of her. And I know she's annoying on TikTok and she's annoying sometimes on Instagram with some of her posts, but I love her. I will tell you because she stands up for her man and she don't give into the shit that you all throw at her. She's a strong woman and he can handle that. See now, strong men can handle strong women. Weak men go for the weak woman who's also the jealous, insecure, vain, superficial woman because they can manipulate them point blank simple so i don't know why you all are like that upset now i can understand then why like sam darnold doesn't want to put it out there that he's dating coral silverberg who she works for um like a um a football agency an agency she works for a football agency out in california i forgot the name of it but does it really make a difference no um but she's jealous insecure bitch and that's what he likes (laughs) and I mean look at it I'll say this for Sam Darnold because I just keep seeing tweets throwing Sam Darnold under the bus because the Panther fans are the most uneducated right now they look freaking stupid as my grandmother would say stunad um you know if and it got me thinking about Sam in this way if Sam Darnold never got mono how would his season have gone because he had a really good year that year, minus the four games that he missed. He had a good, he had a decent year. The year before the hell year with Gaze. That was the first year with Gaze. How would his season have gone, and would the Jets then have traded him for Zach Wilson? Just think about that. So he went out to live his quote-unquote best life and got mono, which hopefully Zach does not do. Zach does not. Luckily, um, all those toxic Jets players are gone. Le'Veon Bell and Jamal Adams, they're gone. Some other guys that were on that team that year are gone too. Um, So he won't get, like, you know, bad advice from other teammates. And here's my thing. Don't listen to your teammates. I don't understand why guys would listen to another guy tell them what to do about their love lives or their personal lives, or their money, or anything else. You do what the hell it is you want to do. Don't, don't, don't give in to that pressure. I find, like, you know, they get peer pressured into doing things, or being with people, like I said, because they don't want to get ridiculed. See, but the strong men don't give a shit. The weak men do. Anyhow, but I just was wondering about that. Like, what would have happened if Sam Darnold never got mono? Isn't that like something to think about? Because all these Panther fans are like, oh my God, he sucks. 
Oh God, he stinks. Oh, we need we need a new quarterback. We need a franchise quarterback. Um, me knocking on your head. Hello, anybody home? You don't have an offensive line that's efficient, effective, or consistent. You want to get your rookie, another rookie quarterback back there, and get them murdered back there. The same with Jets fans. You're more concerned about about Zach Wilson being single. How about we worry about Joe Douglas doing what's right this fucking year? during the offseason, and signing some players that can help Zach. Zach needs a wide R1 and a tight end. Zach needs an efficient, effective, and consistent offensive line. How about we worry about that right now? Okay? Like, you guys are just, like, out of your minds. Out of your minds. Anyhow. (sighs) And then, you know, we got to hear about, you know, Carson Wentz. So I'm like, yeah, the, it would be, I'm going to say this. I believe from the top of my head, because it, it's a rough week, that the Colts are picking second, right? Or third, more of those. I will be shocked as hell if they don't draft a quarterback. Because Carson Wentz is nothing but a backup. That's what he is. He is nothing but a backup. He got hurt, and that killed him. He never really came back from that injury. And let's not forget, he's not the reason the Eagles won the Super Bowl that year. It was Nick Foles that won the Super Bowl, not Carson Wentz. I think they're done with him. I think Ryan Tannehill is finished with the Titans. He is not an elite franchise quarterback. Sorry, but not sorry. The regular season, they look great in, but then they come to the playoffs in the first fucking round, and then they lose. Um, quarterback there, quarterback for the Steelers, quarterback for the Buccaneers. They need a quarterback. Um, San Francisco already has Trey Lance, so they'll just go to him. They'll trade Jimmy somewhere. Where he lands, I don't know. Green Bay already has love if Aaron Rodgers doesn't come back. But I think Aaron Rodgers is coming back, so I don't think I don't think there's going to be a problem there. The Saints with their quarterback situation is it Winston? I don't know. So I mean, there's so many teams that need a quarterback. And then um, Deshaun Watson wants either the Vikings or Tampa Bay. Why would anybody want him now? He still has 20 women who are accusing him of of sexual assault. You would be the stupid ass nine team to draft to trade away your draft capital and or players to a fucking team like the Texans who are going to trade Watson. You know what? Just get him off your fucking payroll. Just release him. Let somebody else just pick him up then. Because he is not going to. Uh, first of all, he has no idea if he's going to go to jail or not. We have no idea what's going to happen with him. Why the hell would you... You're not going to get a first-round pick for him. I think the team that trades that away is fucking stupid. He's not that good. Now, there's a difference between elite, great, good, and okay. He is between good and okay. Okay? He is not a great quarterback. He is not an elite quarterback. He's not even great. He's not even good. He's like in between, you know, like, you know, the borderline. He's borderline to me. Um, I mean, think of that. He's had players. He's had an elite wide receiver. 
when he was with the Texans, when the Texans didn't, before they traded people. They had elite players on their team with him, and he didn't get them anywhere. So, um, now of course they suck, but that's a different story. Um, and Arizona will have Kyle Murray. He's coming back. He's just, he's just doing, he's just throwing his Tyler tantrum. Don't mind him. Um, and then, you know, there's so many different things. Why would the Panthers even think about getting another quarterback? You're still paying Sam Darnold. You have P.J. Walker as your backup, which is nothing really, to, to, you know. If I were the Panthers, I would somehow try to convince Josh McCowan to become your quarterback coach. And he can do it virtually, and then he can just come to the games. Or he can come to two practices a week, and then come to the game. Like, he doesn't have to, like, you know, move to North Carolina. You know, he doesn't have to move and, and be anywhere near where Sam is. Um, if that's a problem for him. And he wants to stay with his family. But his kids are getting, his kids are getting older. His boys are getting older. His daughter's married and has a kid. Um, his son's in college. And I think the other one's going to college. I mean, he doesn't really have to worry about being there for his kids no more. His kids are grown up. It's almost going to be the empty house syndrome. But anywho. Because Sam and Josh really like mesh together. I mean the Jets were stupid when they let him go the second year. He should have come back the second year. Just like I think they need Joe Flacco again for Zach. They need mentors. Their first three seasons of being on a team. They need to have a mentor to help them. Because the coaching staff, let's face it, they suck. They suck at developing players. The only one, the only coaching staff that's awesome at doing this is the Patriots. Let's be real. Mac Jones is in the best situation out of all five of those quarterbacks. It's crazy, right? But that's exactly what it is. They're not in the best situations. So you can't, that's why, like, I'm telling you all now. When all these NFL guys come out with, oh, here's our rankings for the top 150 draft prospects. Don't buy into it. They were dead wrong on their prospect list. Well, first of all, because I like, I tell you, like Daniel Jeremiah like puts out this fucking stupid $150 draft prospect list and lists Trevor Lawrence as a generational talent. He's number one. And then... Long and behold, before he takes a pass in the NFL, he already has this pressure of being a generational talent, and then he gets to the team, and where is he on the top 25 rookie list? He should be on that list. Same as Zach Wilson should be on that fucking list if you have him at number four. You have him at number four, and he's not on that rookie's top 25 list. He should be on the list. Don't buy into anything any media guy's selling you during the draft because they know shit. They're there to look good, to smile, to get clicks and retweets and shares and comments. That's all they fucking care about. They will say something so controversial and so say something so fucking stupid just to get all you fans revved up. That's all they care about. Stop Buying into what they're selling you. Because they don't even know what they're talking about. They don't. They have no clue what they're talking about. Teams that need offensive line. They're, they're saying they're going to draft safeties. And they're going to draft defensive line. No, we don't need defense. The Jets need offense. 
not defense, in the first round. You know, this guy's going to draft the quarterback. They don't even need a quarterback. This guy's good. This team's going to draft here. They don't even need that guy. They have no idea what they're talking about. They're doing it for clicks. Trust me. I'm a marketer. I know. That's exactly. They're clickbaiting you. That's it. It's clickbait. Anywho. So as I leave, I'm going to tell you. All right. So one of like, you know, my. Um, NFL fans, if I was doing, if I was writing a playbook for one, for NFL team, here's one of the plays that I would use. Now, it's probably one that a lot of people know, but it's called the tar route. T-A-R-E, tar. That's how I say it. If it's not say like that way, too bad. That's how I say it. All right. You know, they use the tar route out of multiple, multiple personnel groupings, right? Um... But their one constant is the alignment of a three-by-one formation with the backside receiver in a plus split. Okay, so two to three yards on top of the numbers, by the way. To the closed strong side of the formation, the number one receiver, count outside in, runs a clear out nine fade route, Occupy the cornerback to create the space inside slash underneath for the number two, number three to run the flat stick, which is a quick out combination. This is what I'm writing my book, obviously. So this is what I'm, what's in the book. Um, this gives the quarterback a quick two level read inside. Number three can sit down quick curl hitch versus zone coverage when number two bursts to the flat. The backside of a three one formation in the NFL is the highest alert to the slant. In this situation, you want the receiver to beat the cornerback on the slant to produce an 80-yard touchdown versus the cover zero, which is blitzman with no safety help. So there you go. That's the kind of stuff I'm writing in my book, Playing with the Boys. Just gave me a little preview. The tar root. Um, there's also like, you know, another one that I was looking at and trying to think about was the spacing slash zone pass, um, which I think Zach Wilson can do really well, is the spacing zone. Um, so I'll just tell you. So the spacing route or zone pass is a run out of a bunch formation, three receivers close together from a 3-1 alignment with the backside receiver in a plus split. To the closed side, number one and number two run quick curl stick routes with number three working to the flat. A concept that will eat up soft zone coverage. Look for this combination to show up in third and two to third and six situations versus both coverage two and coverage three. Again, the backside receiver runs the slant route from a plus split alignment, and that's how basically it's done. I think on those third and threes and third and fives that Zach Wilson had a lot of this past year, I mean, he had a lot of big third downs. I think they should have done spacing and zone pass. Not handing the ball off to the running back. And I think that's also what the Panthers did a lot with Sam Darnold. On third down, it was a lot of here, 
Here's your pass, Chuba. Or here's your pass, CMC. Here you go. I mean, you know, you know hands off on me. Uh, no. I think that does a lot better. I mean, then. And then, of course, there's other ones called the 2 1 2 2. Um, high and low. High low crossers. High low triple. Uh, boot and sprint. Ooh, I like the boot. The boot is one of my favorite ones. So, anyway. The boot is my favorite. Is the boot? Yes. The boot's my favorite. But also, I liked the, um, you know, the West style, the West Coast classic is the high-low, triple in. Um, that's a really cool one, too. But, I digress. Oh, the 2-1-2-2, especially for 2022. I was like, oh my god, how cool is that? So, it's it's very similar to the slant-flat combo, if anybody that knows what I'm talking about. Um, and, it's just, you know, I think it's really, I think it's workable for a lot of um, quarterbacks. So, we'll go into more plays, and I'll actually post the play. So here's how I'm going to do this playing with the boys thing. I'm going to give you the play. I'm going to show you the play in a blog post and on a post on Instagram. Um, and then we'll do the podcast and I'll explain it in detail in the podcast. I think that's basically how it's going to work. I'm still trying to work out little kinks and figure out like how I'm going to do things. But, you know, you hear me like I'll read what I write, so I'll have to write it and then read it. Pain in the ass, but yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, you have a lot of different um, you know, I have different passing concepts and all the different things for quarterbacks. So I have pass routes and root combos and all this different kind of stuff, which is kind of cool, if you think about it. I think, let me look at my notes. Hold on, let me see. Um, well, you have, like, you know, when um, Peyton Manning yells Omaha. It, the Omaha was a quick pass that featured a receiver running a quick out route. The quarterback looks to throw to the receiver once he makes his break towards the sideline. That was um, Omaha. You have Ohio. Ohio is a feature features two receiver route combos that have outside receiver running a go route while the inside receiver runs an out route, which is kind of cool. You have a hitch. I think everybody should know what a hitch is. Quick pass, a slant. So the slant is a short timing route that has the receiver breaking towards the middle of the field for a quick pass. You have spacing. You have stick. Then you have medium pass. You have choice. You have curl flat. You have double moves. You have drive. You have levels and so forth. And, and the mesh, which I mentioned before. And my favorite, pivot. Every time I think of pivot, I think of the Friends episode with Ross and um, Chandler trying to move the damn couch. Pivot. The pivot passing concept has an outside receiver running a dig route. 
a route over the top of the inside receiver next to him, who was running a pivot zigzag route against man coverage. The receiver running the pivot route will generally be open once he breaks towards the sideline. So we'll talk all about that different stuff. And we will do that starting this spring. So, um, you know, I have my photo shoot this spring at some point when it's nice weather. I'm probably going to say that, like, the podcast and the blog most likely will start sometime in April. And then the book won't be published probably until the beginning of the season, September. That's what I'm going for. So we'll see. We shall see. But anyhow, enjoy your weekend. I will talk to you all on Tuesday for Assassination. At some point, I will. Now, on Tuesday, when I usually have Assassination up around 10, 1030, I don't know if it's going to be up that early. We'll see. I'm probably going to, unfortunately, have to record the podcast on Monday to release at that time Tuesday because I have a meeting at 11 o'clock. I got my niece with me for Tuesday because school's closed. Um, so it's going to be like a weird, weird week. <laughs> a weird week, to say the least. But I will talk to you then. Toodaloo. Have a great weekend.